millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hello. Don't delete this. This is not an automated message. And I'm not going to ask you if you've had an accident at work, which wasn't your fault. It's Lee Ridley here, also known as the Lost Voice Guy. I just wanted to say that you must go to Beamish Museum as soon as possible. I promise that you won't regret it. See you later. Bye. Welcome to another episode of the National Treasures Podcast with me, Laura Lex. And me, Will Duggan. We are on our way to the Beamish Museum of the Living North, I think it's called. It is called the Beamish Museum uh, of the Living North. No, it's not, though. Is it not? No, it's close. Ah. Um, But unfortunately, my phone is just frozen as I find (laughs) out what it is actually called. So we're just on the, uh, I'm just on the TripAdvisor, Laura. Yep. So there are 7,787 reviews of the Beamish Museum. Alright. What do you think the average review is? Uh, I think the average review is a 4. It's a 4.5. Oh, that's high! Overwhelmingly 5 star reviews. Over 5,000 of the 787 reviews are... Uh, five stars, um, and they basically say it's like a, someone says it's like a historical Disneyland. Amazing. Someone says if you're interested in history and walking around, I am. It's fantastic. I am. If you like talking to people and touching things, so the Beamish Museum's big selling point is that they're not like another museum where you just see the thing. You can touch it, you can smell it, you can taste it. They I'm going to touch everything. I'm, I'm already touching I your car. I wonder how much of that will be right now though because we are just in the dregs of covid times so maybe there'll be a little bit of limitation on that well i like the cynic and the uh, bottlenecking magpie that i am i've gone straight to the one star reviews 
it's all full of things like, normally it's great, but at the minute the tram's shut, and there people around, yeah. And that was, that was done in July 2021. Um, it does seem, I will say, that there seems to be a, I don't think it's a one star worthy, but there's a recurring theme of, it's quite expensive to eat and drink in there. Okay. But, like, this person's furious, the bottle of water was £1.50, and their kids kept wanting it because they were hot. Bring some water for your kids on a hot day. Yeah, also never go down south if you think £1.50 for a bottle of water is a lot. We're making our way towards the Ticket Museum and all of the signs are very much pretending that we're still in the Edwardian era. Um, they are, for example, they've gone cashless, they're not accepting by their own livery standards, pound, shilling or pence. But they are also in the modern world because there are track and trace QR codes and Edwardian policemen in a high-vis. <laughs> I love it. So confusing. So when you walk into the museum, after being greeted by the very nice people... Yeah on the gate they say hello in their lovely lilting durham accent uh they check you in and you come through a little like an atrium an antechamber with a beautiful stained glass window some old style uh, motorcycles some signage from brands such as lipton's tea or a uh, champion oil or Masso polish and it's got the timeline of the museum so it started in 1958 the founder of beamish is appointed director at the Bowles Museum. He'd been to a Scandinavian folk museum and thought, hey, I want one of these for the lives of ordinary people in the Northeast, which would become Beamish. And that was in 1958. In 1975, the Queen Mum came. Um, the Queen Mum came, so John go. Benjamin, was he a poet? He was a poem, Come Friendly Bombs and Fall on Slough. Oh, all right, he, um, he opened the Rowley Station. The Bobby Robson came in the year 2000. So a lot of people have been in yeah, a lot of diff- right. different times. And now we're here. How exciting. 2004, Pip the Pit Pony, who'd worked underground at the Sacriston and Marley Hill Collieries, celebrated his 30th birthday. So he'd now be 47 or dead. Um, you can go right to Pockley Old Hall Wagonway, Beamish Colliery and Village in the town. Or you can go left, also to the Colliery and Village, Home Farm, Fairground, Town, Frost Fair and Ice Rink in the winter. Uh, I think we should go right. I was going to say right too. So we're going to go towards Pockley Old Hall Wagonway. So you come in and obviously it is an open air museum. There's a tram track ahead of you. I don't think the tram is working because of Covid. And it is. It's kind of weird, isn't it? I like it though. Like it's not really what I was expecting. Like we've come through the gates and we've walked maybe two or three minutes and there's nothing here at the beginning of it. <laughs> no, it seems like a, a middle way. But I think, from looking at some of the websites before, um, this is where you would get the, the, the train down to somewhere. Gotcha. In, in normal times. What's the difference between a tram and a train? A train, I think, is run by an engine and a tram runs by electricity on the cables overhead. Gotcha. So it will be a tram because those cables over there. All right. Are we allowed on the tram if it is running? Of course. I don't mean your permission, but I mean, like, does our ticket cover that? Of course. <laughs> and I allow it. I don't know if the microphone's going to pick up that sound. Can you hear the sound, Laura? It sounds like a horse. Oh, I thought, I thought it was a chain whistle. No, it's a horse wickering. Wicker, wickering? What's wickering? Wickering, that's like a horse when it's like... <laughs> Sorry, I didn't quite catch that. I was just trying to do it again, please. No. <laughs> a wicker, that's like a little, like a little neigh. Oh, a little well. wicker. Well, we'll have to see. What will we see first? A steam train or a wicked horse? Ooh, coming up on the left is the Colliery Village. Colliery's mining, isn't it? Coal, yeah, coal yeah. mine. Should we, um, should we go in the village? Should we do the t- village first is there, then we can come back and do the colliery? What makes you think the village is there? The sign. Well, why does it make you think it's not further along? Uh, I can see buildings. Uh, yeah, we can do. A horse. I see a horse. It was a horse wickering. It was a wickering horse. This. I think that's a word. This section of, of um. Yeah, this section's going to stop now because I'm angry at having lost. So, I got in that hall. 
And then we saw that little like tram stop and it said right we, ch- we, we chose to go right you're, you're did a- we or did one of us want to go to the colliery village and the other one went let's go to this other bit it's right there but we've been walking for five minutes and there's been we've nothing for seven and a half minutes there's been absolutely nothing except to crowds see. of people coming back the other way they must have come from somewhere but it feels a bit like we're walking into the <laughs> an apocalypse I just think I mean look I'm not going to make judgments on Beamish immediately. I am. But if your living museum is a lot of fields in the 1800s, just show me one. <laughs> Have I ever told you about when, as a kid, me and my family went to the London Planetarium? And we did it, and I, it was interesting, but me and my sister were both too young. Right. So we called all this star stuff, and we were bored, we were bored, we were bored. So then we went to, um, there's a sign that said 2ET. And we're like, oh, I'll go and see ET. But it's actually when it said toilet and the eye and the yellow had oh. fallen off. Okay, we found a cafe. Right, let's go see if we find a map, maybe. So, Laura, we've arrived by pure happenstance at the 1950s Town Hall Village. Alright, let's check out the 1950s. Oh, I like how much chalk there is on the pavement here and there's skittles about. So I was written poo. <laughs> Funny. So here we Ooh, have it. I'm in the village hall and this basically looks like my childhood. There are a few, um, a few signs for sale. A pair of knitting looms. Lost. We have lost our cat called Tilly. She is a tabby cat and very loving, but no one, n- n- no number <laughs> to call anyone to. Uh, Cute note, but you're not going to get your cat. Very funny sign. Newly qualified typist. Only few mistakes made, but there are lots of mistakes in it. Good. Look, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And then we go into the community centre. Yeah. So oh, doesn't this? This just looks like the community centre I grew up with. Though this is like where my playgroup happened. It's Monopoly. It's Sabutio. Oh, this is nicely done. Oh, it's one of those village halls with the big proscenium arch stage at yeah. one end as well for the local panto. Now you see, that was great. Yeah, that was cute. I liked that. If we turned right, <coughs> so it turns out we had a big moan about there being nothing, we just went the wrong way. So we're going to carry on walking to the next bit then, are we? Yes, which will be the 1900s town. Great. Um, um, and it should be just around this river bend. She just means around the river bend. And stop that there, I think. Uh, so we've rounded the corner and now we're in 1900s Beamish. Um... There's a bakery, and to be honest, I want to go over immediately and eat the stuff in it. Yeah, let, let's introduce a section and then get some bread. I just did. We're in 1900. Give me yes. some bread. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you want to say? How was an episode of Dungeon Treasures? Yeah, it was really good. They said it's 1900, and they scarfed their faces down. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's go to the bakery. Come on. Well, I like the stained glass window on these here. Okay. Yeah, it's very cute. Oh, there's all sorts of cute tea boxes and teapots and stuff in the window. Birds, now, custard boxes. One of the um, one of the one star reviews you were on TripAdvisor was the bread tastes worse than it smells. Right. Something smells amazing. Let's find out. Let's, let's take a pause, get some bread, and let people know. Yeah. That is lovely. It's nobody's fault, but the um, choice was not massive. No. But I think it's to do with you know, people here and what they're making. Laura's got a jam tart. Mm. Ordered, very nice. I ordered a coconut haystack. Then I read there were more jam tarts, so I got a jam tart as well. And they're delicious. Mm. We're all sort of like... It's got a good crunch to the pastry. Um, and sticky fruity jam. What more do you want? Right. And this has happened. This has happened. You're going you're gonna to eat and walk. Because on the right, we've got the town hall. is just to the right of us across the street. And then the bank, a Barclays Bank, 1896. So I guess they they take these down from places and reconstruct them. That's what it said, yeah, like there's a thing happening in the 50s place where it's a cinema from the 50s. It's been taken down and rebuilt in that style. There's one a bit like that near me in Sussex called the Wilden Downland Museum. 
near us in Sussex. Ooh, to our left is a photographer and framing service. Ooh, we're allowed in here as well. <gasps> oh my goodness! It's so cute round the corner. So as we're turning round the corner now, there's a whole cobbled street. It looks gorgeous. It's like an off-license and a, a, a branch office of the Northern Daily Mail uh, confectioners with a massive queue. And a big Fry's chocolate sign on it. Ha! Ah, fun! Oh, here comes another bus. The 220 to Rotherham. Oh, and there's a little street market over the road. Let's go to the street market. Okay. So we've got a guide to Beamish. There's mugs, um, rolling pins, and then jam. Well, Will, you might be able to get some of the jam that we just had in the jam tart. I've got jam. There's cheeses. All the produce on this store here, it's all local, locally made. Ooh. Um, the jam, marmalade and chutney, um, no mass production, local, small batches, and the actual fruit content is much higher than normal, 60 grams of fruit. Uh, 100 grams of, uh, you know, Amazing. Amazing, thank you. Thank you. Roy's getting some tea while I'm considering. Uh, I was, well, I was going to buy some biscuits because they were called City Meat Biscuits, and I thought that sounds very interesting, but they are for dogs. Should we get too many sweeties and eat them in the hotel later? No. Yeah. Because uh, on a personal note, outside of the podcast, my jeans are getting hard to put on every day. <laughs> Can I get a vote for women, Sash? No. Nope. Oh. There you go. Done. That's not, that's not. I don't agree with votes for women. What? Shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> never catch on. The man here saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a bit but of common you're, sense. A lady of independent means, I'll sell one to you. Oh, well... I need permission. Well, just should prove it. <laughs> Laura, I will let you use some of your allowance to buy one. I've been ganged up on by the patriarchy. Alright, Laura, just two quick things. Yes, Firstly, I never think I know what one of them's going to be because I feel the same. It's one of them. That man absolutely loves playing the misogynist yes. character. Uh, and fair play to him, he's in character. Secondly, uh, you've just bought some tea bags <laughs> and a chocolate bar, and you spent £18. How do you yeah, feel about that? <laughs> I'm wondering which one was the expensive one. Um, I hope it's loose leaf tea. Is it tea bags? Oh no, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I've just bought a bar of chocolate, and uh, how much tea is this? Fuck me, the chocolate bar was a tenner. She spent a tenner. <laughs> so you know, like when you get the, um, so you get you, you get a dairy milk, then you get like the one. They say for two people, but really it's for one. And then the one that is actually for two people, it's that one. <laughs> she spent a tenner on it. And the man said, listen, hold on to the um, the cardboard because it commemorates changing from the burgundy red to the purple. That's what happened in, um, you know, in the Cadbury's. Uh, hold on to it, might be worth some money. I'll tell you what, I fucking hope so. Because it cost her, and I can, I'll repeat this, a tenner. <laughs> Hello, Doug. You right? He's had a phone call from his mum and his dad today. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, so we're, I'll just let Will talk to his dad while I tell you about the motor museum. This is great. It's got that proper smell of all oil and dirty things. And um, there's a like iron staircase at one side that leads up to the manager's office. And that's where I think instructions would get shouted down from. And then there's just, it's packed. It's so great. Do you think they use this place for like filming and um, films? <laughs> filming and films. Yeah, uh, I do think they must do. Like, there's a car behind us. It's like a sort of the people wagon version of the car that Tommy Shelby drives in Peaky Blinders. If you could just film it in here, this could be a garage in the 1930s because that's literally what it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like it's it, earlier than that. We're in the 19 20s. Is this early 1900s? 1920s. Yeah, like. But if you think it's 1929 to a little earlier, so like yeah. 2030s. Yeah. It's really cool. Fun. Good right. garage. Good yeah, garage. I like this. This is very cool. I would watch a musical set in here. Like um, like a l- lard lightning, because I haven't got grease yet. <laughs> I see what people meant now about it being like a Disneyland esque thing like the recreation of village the village and stuff it has got that like you know 
Although I think it's kind of better than Disneyland because in Disneyland you, you go like, oh, it's the dwarves' cottages or whatever, and then you go in and it's actually just a shop and it's the same as everywhere yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in here, they've kitted out the insides. Everyone's queuing for the confectioners, but as I've just remortgaged my house to buy a bar of chocolate, we probably won't go in there. When we um, leave, when we go to the hotel, can we stop off at uh, like a surf fishing <laughs> and I get a bar of dairy milk? I'm thinking 80p. Quid Not for one that size. I think it's three quid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Right, so to our left is a garden. Go in the hardware shop? Um, let's go in the hardware shop. Yes, please. <gasps> oh, this is adorable. Yes, like a little grocery shop. They've got, oh, pipe tobacco and... Do, do, do you know, so um, everything's like behind the counter. So you have to come in and tell them what you want. You can't collect it up and take it to the till. Face massaging apparatus. I've got one of those now. A little roller thing made of quartz. Does it work? I don't really know what it's supposed to do. You look lovely. Thank you. It's all down to the quartz. Oh my God. I think my mum might have a chair like that right now. Okay, we've left the hardware shop. On our right now is the little terrace of houses. It looks very much like the street I lived in when I lived in London Bridge. Yeah, it looks a lot to me like the back part of Islington. Yeah, it's very cute. Oh, you can go in them. Cool. Oh God, the past people loved clutter. I just couldn't have lived in the past. All this crockery and shit that you had to have out everywhere. Put it away. Just have a clear surface. Porcelain dog. And on the uh, opposite side of that, I quite like it. Do you? <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't want to live in it, but it's like, yeah, it's nice. Also, I think you've got to remember, this is 100 years ago. When these are workers' cottages, these people won't have had much. But well, you want to... Ha have less. No, Don't have 30 little egg cups, just have one nice one. One egg cup? What if you and the kids all want an egg? Yeah, well, you haven't got 30 kids, have you? It's the 1920s. Well, then stop having kids. Also, uh, they've got a sign that says votes women. So that's actually there on your side. That's right, I'm, going, I'm, I'm taking the character that mangled that <laughs> man. I like the wallpaper. It's got um, Grimald Place Wives, this house. Out the back to the dummy. I'll tell you what, it's, I'll tell you what is bad. So now in the little yard thing. I have lived in the 21st century in flats worse than that. And you know, and, yeah. and, and, and these are for the workers. Like, <laughs> these aren't the nice houses. <laughs> um, like we, we're doing all right. <laughs> so you go round the back and then you go back through the next door's house. Nice little outside space, put yeah. some fairy lights up. Oh. Why so much clutter? No, What's with a clear wall? There's no clutter here, it's nice. Yeah, you want to put, you want to put fairy lights on it? Yeah, it's very cool. Okay, shall we crack on? Yeah. And as soon as we arrived, we were gone from the 20s. But where are we now, Laura? We're at the fun fair. We're at the bloody fun fair. There's a carousel, there's a helter-skelter, Oh, a, like the, one of those swingy seat things. This is the first foot wrong they've actually put that on our fault. The rides cost extra. Oh, that's annoying because we paid 20 quid to get in. You can do the rides. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I don't think that all rides should be free. If you pay 20 quid to come in, that should be your entrance fee. After the frankly crushing blow of the fairground, <laughs> um, we walk round to the field. Did you notice the field? All the tractors we've seen aren't here. It's like an antique tractor show on this weekend. Yeah. So they were doing that. It's for a big lorry called Jake. Yes. Uh, and now we're at the train station. Uh, we're in the... So it's in two parts. I'm not sure you can get onto the parts. The other part is literally just the station. So we're in the yard bit with all of the warehouses, etc. as a family play-in. 
Uh, Laura, I, I, I like it. Laura's slightly less impressed. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that it's a very quaintly done, um, almost looks like Cotswold Stone train station. It's just that it looks like all the train stations in Somerset. Well, let me tell you this. It looks fuck all like Ketra Town train station. <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously, if you've grown up in a big town or a city, yeah, it's very cute and quaint, but... Um, I would say between my house and London, I passed through approximately 20 of these. Fair enough. Uh, in the defence of Ketchum Station, it's a lovely example of Victorian. Oh, OK. But it's all iron and the like. Yeah, well, you guys, industrial north. He's not biting on this one today. I just think, Laura, as someone who is a professional comedian, you should know and to cut your loss on a punchline that everyone hates. We got we, we got 800 emails this week saying Will's not Northern. <laughs> Stop bullying him. 800. Can you imagine that? So we're going to go and cross the field now, where all the old tractors have been um, have been parked up. Did you know my granddad was a railway signalman? Was he really? Yeah. Did you know that Moriarty, Professor Moriarty's brother, was a railway signalman? He wasn't real though. My granddad was. Okay. Well, potato per Moriarty. One thing we've got to give props to Beamish for, Laura. The boiling water in the coffee has not lost its temperature. <laughs> One iota. <laughs> how, how much of it have you slopped over your fingers? A lot. I'd say I've, I've slopped over my fingers, scalding hot liquid. <laughs> twice, <laughs> twice as much as I've drunk. Why don't you just pour some of it out? It's fine. You're going to drip that down your jumper. Now he's just licking the outside of his cup. Like Double a basset baby. <laughs> like a <Yeah>. basset hound? <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you had to be a species of dog, what would you be? Probably, um, wait, what do I think I'd be or what do I want to be? What would you want to be and then what do you think you'd be? I want to be like a golden retriever. <laughs> a golden retriever? Yeah. I'd You're quite loyal? Yeah. And soppy? Yeah. Maybe I'd be a golden retriever. Yeah. Or a bulldog. No. Or a collie. I think I'd be a sausage dog. Maybe a border collie. No, border collies are real workaholics. Oh, well, Have you met you? Oh, well, yeah, but not because you want to. This is too steep. This is very steep to be trying to hold a conversation, isn't it? <sighs> this podcast is just for perverts right now. <laughs> Do you want to listen to two people pound up a hill? Laura, what are you wearing? <laughs> Sweat, mainly. <laughs> a sheen of perspiration. We could just pause it, couldn't we? Yeah. To our left now is the pit village, the colliery village. And it's really beautifully done. So you come along the road, sort of heading out from uh, wherever we were before, the fun fairy bit, across the field, and then just to your left, there's a bit of a slip road that goes down the hill, and it's all laid out. You can just, it just really looks like a real village, and you can see the, the train in the background, and oh, it's just beautiful. I too like it. Oh, it is pretty, isn't it? There's a big, it? big horse over there. Oh yeah, with a real short tail. Big horse with a short tail. Very modern. One of those. It's got a, it's got a tail like your haircut. <laughs> yeah, how is it? Then 1891 Beamish School Board. Oh, that's the school. Hatton Silver Band. I think it's quite nice. Um, there's toilets everywhere. Yeah, you could just piss right from the second you got in until you left. And and have. <laughs> What's this then? Is this like a church hall type thing? Silver band. Feels like a memorial hall type thing. Oh yeah, band practice ring. Much smaller than the one in the 50s world. People were smaller back then. Oh my god. So there's a, um, like a, a tablet to people, 20 people who died in an explosion in the Brantspeth Colliery A pit in April 1896. The oldest one was 66 and the youngest one was 14. God. Both of those ages are really shocking to me that they're 
You think by 66? Gosh, she must be broken. It's making me want to watch Brass off. I love looking in an old school room. Well, let's go and bloody find out, shall we? Let's do it, mate. Oh, That's all right. Going in the boys' door. At the school. A goose. A hoop? It's like a cloakroom. We've got some hoops to bash down hills. English Board School. The school and community grew with the collieries. Families attending the school were involved in the West Stanley Pit disaster of 1909 when 168 men and boys were lost. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, there's a classroom on our right. There's a chalkboard and a rocking horse and tiny lunches. Oh. Yeah, dead small. Real high ceilings. And an abacus. Yeah, alright, the school's cute. Yeah, it was um, a little school. Oh, they've actually got hoops and picks for you to play with. Sorry. No, they haven't. They've got metal versions that you can't get wrong. I mean, those people definitely look like they're getting it wrong. Oh, it's a horrible noise. It's Normally I'd get stuck in joining in, but it's real unpleasant on the ears. Who's gone? Hmm, the sound of bamboo against the floor is reasonably nice. What if we replaced it with aluminium? Or for our American friends, aluminium. Oh, these cottages are even cuter. So on our left now are more workers' cottages, but this time, Pitman ones. Oh, in the house. A bed, right there in the dining room. Like Grandpa, um, Charlie, yeah. Grandpa Joe. Feels bigger than the other terrace houses. Yeah, it does. Well, I like this a lot. Oh, is that the little church over there? Look at this chapel. Can we go in the chapel? Yep. The thing is, though, I feel like a church is going to be like any church nowadays because they don't really update them very much. Do they? Yeah, very few have got LED screens. <laughs> yeah. You don't go to a, a service, then watch The Matrix. It's a bloody flat screen. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, genuinely, for the conversation we just had. There's no way we could have known this, but there's an enormous projector in the middle of the aisle of this church, presumably to project um, song lyrics up onto hymn lyrics. There's a painted barrier there that says the answer I've given for, Will, what's lockdown like for you? <laughs> I just say, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. <laughs> <laughs> but fair play, Jesus. <laughs> All for balance. Uh, not. What's the difference? It's not a joke. This. What's, <laughs> the, di what's the difference between coal and coke? Um, Don't. And I didn't. I, I didn't do you a joke. So Don't do me a joke. <laughs> does coke have a higher carbon content? I don't know. That's the answer I'm submitting. If you know the answer, listeners, please email us nationaltreasurespodcast at gmail dot com. That is right. I mean, it has been nearly two years. <laughs> <laughs> so we're near, we're near the pit now, I think. Yeah, I think I just saw people walking on that top bit there. It was cool. Did you do it? No, I'm tired. I mean, yeah, we should, I think. Probably. No, because you know what? It's, basically, you've got some steps and you walk along, you see what you've just seen. Yeah. It's cool, though. They've got all the industrial buildings up here. All the like, shoots and wheels and stuff for doing all the actual mining. We're now in a forest. It's just behind where the coal mining bit is. It's got a very Ewoky vibe about it. I love ferny forests. I don't know her. <laughs> All right, I like that. Hang on a minute, what's this? A, sh a sort of, so up to about, there's no way you could know, listener. You're not here. On the left is a 
a sort of like camping part. People are making little wigwams out of sticks and leaves. Weaving them all together. Fun. Though from the look of it, it doesn't seem to be an official thing. <laughs> Just doing that family are doing. <laughs> yeah. They're either ruining forest or fine. And it's not our business. <laughs> it's either good or bad. <laughs> but we are... We're like David Attenborough when he's filming a documentary. We don't get involved. No. Is that a steam train? So the loco is running today. Thing Billy. Maybe it was a steam train, not a horse thing. That was a horse. You'd make a good toad of toad horse. Boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> the Georgia North. Look at the size of that cow. Look at that. For the listener, is a drawing of a big cow. That is massive. Mm, but famously a drawing. <laughs> but it's so rectangular. Yeah. What tiny head. Big. The early 1800s is a period of great social and technical change. After the French Revolution in 1789, Britain had been at war with France. Nelson was dead, having won his famous victory at Trafalgar in 1805, and Napoleon was defeated at the Battle of Waterloo in 1815. Britain, ruled by King George IV, was restless. There were plots and rebellions across the country. And then a picture of a big cow. And then just a massive cow, yeah. The cow was at the heart of all of the problems in the country. Uh, despite the sunrest, blah, 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 they just were farmers instead. Okay, cool. <gasps> Look at that weather vane. It's a steam train weather vane. It's a weather train. It's a steam vane. Weather we'll give her a few minutes. <laughs> steam vane. Oh, cute. Look at this. Oh, proper little old cottages. It might have been a, a steam train earlier we heard then. I just said that. Yeah. You're never listening to me, do you? Oh, the steam train is cool. It's completely black. William Headley, 1813. Looks great. The man manning the steam train looks cool as shit as well. Yeah, like a sort of pirate coal man. I tell you what, if I lived locally, I would. I'd get a yearly pass, I'd put the dog in the car, and we'd just come and stroll round this. Just... Yeah. Once a month at least, just for a dog walk that was like, she's going to meet loads of other dogs and I'm going to see some slightly out of the ordinary stuff and it's just nice when families are around having a nice time around you. And I bet you that if you, it, outside of the old Covid times, you know, you'd come down, you'd have a cup of tea. Yeah. You could bring your family, have a picnic. I wonder if they sometimes have people like manning the shops and stuff that we were in. I would say almost definitely. One of the uh, trip advisors that was negative was like, it's a real skeleton staff. But that's not their, it's not their fault, is it? You can't just like... No, like when COVID's on, you just got to accept that things are a bit different. The whim gin. What is a whim gin? A colliery whim gin was the type of machine used to raise coal and men out of mines during the 1700s and early 1800s. Whim gins were a common sight around the region. By 1825, they were replaced by steam winding engines at the one in Beamish's 1913 colliery. All right, so this is where you went up and down. Right, so we've reached the end. I think I have to go back down into the village now. Ooh, it looks like they're building something new to the right here. Let's look through the window, see if we can see what we can see. Do you see what we can see, CC? But all that we can see, 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 is the bottom of the deep blue sea, see, see. And foundations. Why do you build me up? Very good, very good. We're back in the car. The walk back was long and arduous. So long and so arduous that at the end I had to throw a ring into a volcano. (laughs) It's a Mordor (laughs) reference. Thoughts, Laura Lex? I had a lovely time, actually. It was so relaxing and peaceful and interesting, but you didn't feel like you constantly had to be reading things. Like, it was a nice experience rather than a, 
oh, I've got to get these facts in, otherwise I'm wasting my time here. Yeah, totally. Like, on, on the website, it says that it's a museum where you experience rather than read. Yeah. And they have absolutely done that. Massively. Really enjoyed it. Like the fact that the staff... Uh, skeleton staff as they were were invested and happy that's and not a staff help. made of skeletons just so that you know we no. mentioned that earlier um, and if I had to pick one thing that I th- uh, did annoy me a few times it, we took the wrong turn at the first thing yeah I wish that we'd seen it coming forward in time yeah. or going all backwards in time but we sort of busied about a bit and I don't think that's entirely our fault it wasn't start your journey here no it went to the left is this to the right is this we went to things something more interesting to us than ended up going back in time and then through a forest and which yeah. it didn't ruin it for me by any any stretch no but I was like oh I'd have liked to have started in the 1700s and ended up in the 1950s as opposed yeah. to dotting around um Right, should we go and talk to Lee? Yes, go talk to Lee. Okay, we're here with Lee. Lee, hello, mate. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Good. Um, thanks very much for sending us so far away from where we live on the south coast of England. We really appreciated that, Lee. Thanks a lot. Um, Beamish, what a place. Thank what a place. You. What, a, what a great, fun place. I really liked, um, when, you, when you go into it, there's a, a guy dressed up like a Victorian policeman. Like, oh, I've bought in immediately. Yeah. The little museum, fantastic, great place. I bet you struggled to tell which parts were the museum and which parts were just the northeast. <laughs> Do you know what? There was a point where we were driving up where um, we were both quite hungover and I was doing the driving stint and Will was asleep and we stopped at Leeming Bar service station yeah. and I was like, this might be the worst place I've ever been mm. in my life. <laughs> so after that, Beamish was a delight. It was um, great. Was it Beamish as well, where we, we we couldn't go for dinner at the restaurant because the Toby yeah. Carvery was all booked out, so we went to this restaurant that's up by ourselves. Enough of getting at the northeast, Lee, we love Beamish. Please tell us why you love Beamish. I think the main reason I enjoy it is the fact that it allows you to go back to a time when the world wasn't as fucked up. I mean, you could still hit your children back then, but they had no idea mm. about climate change. <laughs> so it swings and roundabouts, really. I'm just fascinated by history as well. So it's great to be able to actually be transported back in time and experience what it was like for those people. If I was alive back then, I'd definitely be screwed though. <laughs> they didn't have iPads to speak with in the 1940s. I would have probably had to write everything I wanted to say using a bit of chalk. Yeah, that would be balls. Yeah, that mm. is. I think I think we'd all have a terrible time in the 1940s. Mm. You wouldn't have a voice, and I'd be dead in Normandy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> hey, but I would be a real good washerwoman. Mm. So. Great work. I feel like I'd have gone to work in an ammunitions factory. Um, I know what you mean. I liked that. It was one of my favourite things was the being transported in time. But I just wish we'd gone through it the right way round. Because we, I don't know how, but we went 50s, 20s, 1800s, 1820s. But there was no, there was no sign. Because you sort of get to that sort of tram station. And because it's COVID, everything was running. So it was like, you can go left or right. So we just went right. And about 10 minutes for... I think we should have gone left there, yeah. but what a nice time we had. We had a nice jam tart. Oh my God, I love that jam tart. Have you had the jam tarts there? I have not had them, no. I'd probably choke on them and end up as the ghost of Beamish Museum. Oh. <laughs> yeah, fair. They were sticky. They, they were, were very sticky. Well sticky. Um, <laughs> when was the last time you went to Beamish? I haven't been for years. I think I was about nine when I last went, so that's over 30 years ago. That's quite a depressing thought. (laughs) I'm probably as old now as some of the exhibitions in Beamish Museum when I went. When we went, they were sort of building a new bit that was becoming like Mm -hmm. 
it was getting as in getting closer to times that certainly you because you're older than we are gutted uh were alive Um, yeah so there's loads there then that you might not have seen yet the was the 50s stuff there when you went i don't think so Ah. No, but I, I wouldn't have thought so because they're still building it now. If it's taken them thirty years, <laughs> that's that's insane. Um, do you have any like strong or fond memories of going when you were a child? Yes, I remember going with my granddad and having a great time with him. He worked as a miner, so we used to always go down the drift mine at Beamish Museum so I could experience what it was like for him. In hindsight, he probably didn't want to go down another (laughs) mine in his life, but he was the sort of person who would do anything to make his grandchildren happy. So he never complained. Um, (laughs) I could just imagine like your grandparents having a chat and your grandmother saying to your grandfather, oh, you're taking the grandkids to be. She's like, fucking hell, I don't want to go down the mine. I don't want to go anymore. We didn't get to go down a mine, did we? No, it was shut because of Rona. Ah, bloody Rona. Is is the mining stuff there, like, the stuff you feel most fondly about them because of that? I think so, yes. Although it just scared me because it was so dark anyway. (laughs) I like that thought then, that neither of you were particularly having a good time. (laughs) We both there like, "Mm mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Having a good grandfather, grandson day out. Cool. <laughs> did you uh, did you grow up near to Beamishley? Yes, I grew up in Consett, which is about 15 minutes away from the museum. And I'm very proud of the area that I'm from. The people are very friendly, and most of them have got a good sense of humour. So I think that's where I got my humour from, as well. Thanks to my family, I was introduced to arts and culture when I was young. For example, I used to love our days out at the Mish Museum. It's such a fantastic place, and we were really lucky to have it on our doorstep. Of course, I also went to see lots of shows at the Empire Theatre in Consit, and at the Gala Theatre in Durham. So I think that definitely helped get me interested in the arts from an early age. I like the Gala Theatre in Durham. I remember playing that years ago at the same time as... um, And I can never remember what they're called, but I always want to call them, like, the Durham Illuminati, but that's not the word. They're like... You know when they do the lights all through the trees and the walkways and round the Illuminations. Yeah, is that what they call them? I can't remember. It's got like a funky name, but I can't remember what it is. Do you have a favourite bus or mode of transport um, there? Because we quite enjoyed all the different buses. Anything that means I don't have to walk miles around a museum is a winner. There were a lot of people. I was one of them. You see, like being, this is too much. We get it. The, The pass was different. Put a travelator in. Um, thank you so much for sending us to Beamish. I think, like, the North East isn't somewhere I go a lot. And, like, I know lots of lovely people from the North East, but just don't really get to go up there. But there's a few things, like, I'd never have heard of the Beamish Museum. I'd never have thought to go there. But there's that, there's a poison garden up there that I really want to go to. Is it Alnwick? Anik. Anik. Is that how you say it? I think so. But then... Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, thank God. Yeah. And that just sounds amazing. So I'm really glad to have gone up and seen the Beamish Museum because now I know that there's somewhere I can like pop into and revisit and have a nice half a day while I'm doing something else as well. It's my pleasure. Next time I'll send you to somewhere horrible. <laughs> <laughs> right, Darlington right, is. Have a back <laughs> on then. Cool. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you very much. And um, have you got stuff? You're on tour, aren't you? I believe, she says, suddenly doubting herself. Yes, my cerebral lolsy tour is happening next year and tickets are on sale now. 
Amazing. And we'll put links to all of Lee's uh, social medias. Um, I won't make him say them because some people struggle to remember their social medias and that's okay, isn't it, Will? It is okay, unless it's you and it's every week, which it is and it is. Thank you so much for joining us, Lee. Thanks for sending us to Beamish. Enjoy the tour. Enjoy your weekend. Bye. Thanks very much. Oh, what a lovely episode. Thank you so much to Lee for sending us to Beamish and for <coughs> chatting to us about it. G- good time for a cough there, Will. Um, we also have some other thank yous to do. Some thank yous to our lovely new patrons. Uh, if you haven't checked out our Patreon, then do give it a look. See if it's for you. You get an extra episode of Years and Years every single week. You get all of our YouTube videos as audio, so you can have them as podcasts. You get a badge, you might get a mug. There's all sorts there. You get extras. You do get extras. Yes, you get longer versions of these episodes. There's more shenanigans. Um, Will, who do we have to thank this week? So, we have several people to thank. Uh, we need to thank your friend of mine, Lawrence. Thank Thanks, you, Lawrence. Lawrence. You're a dream. We need to thank John. John, great work. Thank you for being a brilliant guy. John, you're a delight. We need to thank Sue. Sue, what can I say about you that hasn't been said previously? Nothing. You're a dream. I love you. I couldn't uh, live without you, Sue. I mean to thank Penny. Big fan of Penny. Uh, I know Penny in the real world, and she's delightful. Thank you, Penny. Penny, I will kiss you on the ears. One for each. That's it. Thanks to our patrons. Thanks to you for listening. If you enjoyed it, please give it a like and a share wherever you heard it. Um, and we love you, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.